What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of For the Love of Cinema, where our motto is, we just hope it doesn't suck. This is episode 282, broken up into two parts, A and B. B. Thank, thank you. 282A, posting on 614, will be a discussion on Interceptor from Netflix. And 282B, posting on 617, will be a discussion on Hustle, also from Netflix with Adam Sandler. I have one of your hosts, Grayson Maxwell. Joining me, as he does every week, is my co-host, Roger Interceptor Stillion and our lovely and our lovely perma guest Chris Cruise Missile Bond. Oh, oh, yeah, that's way better than mine. Yeah, it is. All right, calm down, so, fellas. Calm down. So, hold on, hold on. how is Interceptor movie A this week and Hustle not movie A? A uh, foreshadowing for, for, for because the because I have less to say about Interceptor and then, and that'll be fluff with all the trailers and everything to add to the. List. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Listen, that's fair. Look, look, yes. I, look. Interceptor is a bad movie. Maybe hey, one of the worst. Whoa. I was told I wasn't allowed to do things like that. Yeah. Oh, fine. Mm. Okay, well, I'm just <laughs> I'm just not as fond of Interceptor as I was. Oh, yeah, Hustle. Really? Wait, wait, Viewers, way I'm, to pull that list, right on back. Listeners, <laughs> I'd like to let you know that I get yelled at every week about my opinions on movies and statements right, too early. Too. And here comes oh, Grace. Sometimes they are trash, though. Oh, wait, well, my opinions are the movies. Yes. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> How, wait, hold on, Chris. How did you expect Roger to respond to that? Come on. No, man. I was listen. It was everything I was hoping it would be. It's hey, listen, There's one funny guy here. Dreams came true. There's All one right. funny. And guy. The other All right, guy is you. gentlemen. How are we this week? What is going on? My air conditioner is fixed. <laughs> the five week saga has apparently ended while saga. I was at work today. Oh. How is uh how's your cat taking? How's Buttons the cat adjusting to the new air conditioner? I don't know. I haven't seen her today. So yeah, we yeah we came there. straight here, so yeah, oh, straight nice. to the studio. But yeah. my house had gone from it's down like nine degrees since everything got turned on. That's uh that's hefty. It's, it's going <laughs> the right direction, which I understand because it's very hot here mm-hmm. and ridiculously muggy right now. Today was like the perfect day for that to start. Yeah, working too. Oh, listen, it was, it was because there too, I'd be dead. I would just die. <laughs> just melt into a gelatinous puddle of fat. <laughs> I can understand dead. that. It is hot as hell around here, so that's yeah. definitely. How did you guys survive this long without air conditioning? My God. Well, it, I mean, it hasn't been bad lately. No, like that was the thing. So when I realized, so quick short story into my five week saga. When I first realized that something wasn't quite right with my air conditioner, I would just thought, hey. You know, maybe we need to turn the air conditioner down a little bit lower in this house. It's a lot bigger than our old place. You know, didn't think much of it. It was like it was like the first day got to 90 degrees. It really was like, oh, you know, but in a house, it wasn't super bad. But it was like 77, you know, like and there's, there's a big giant room. We had some windows open. OK, but then it never came back down. But immediately after that, like I called, had somebody come out and look at it. He's like, hey, we got to get parts, blah, blah, blah. And then the temperature like plummeted back to like high of 71, you know, like perfect temperature. So it doesn't really matter if your air conditioner's on full bore. And so like temperatures only spiked up a couple of times since then. But apparently this week's going to be like death week. Yeah. So <laughs> we got that going for us, you know, like mid 80s all week to then the low 90s with with 85% humidity, we'll die. It was, we humid. Die. It was humid today. It was bad. You know, I did see that the, um because they were talking about, I, I was listening to a political podcast coming into work this morning, and they were talking about how Russia is being removed from all the sports, from, from like going forward, like all the big sporting events, Russia's being sure. removed. Which, they were already talking about the Olympics. I was, what's the probably show? But anyway, the, the, soccer, the, the, right? some, something else I caught was where they're doing the World Cup this year, it is during 
yeah, Qatar. It's supposed to be like 136 degrees during no. that week of the no. of the World World Cup. That's why they moved it to the winter. Oh, okay, maybe okay, maybe I didn't catch that. Maybe that's okay. That's why they moved it. So okay, if it legitimately, if the World Cup was on its normal cycle, the World Cup would be starting next week, and the first couple of games, and it would run the entire month of July in Qatar, and end like the first. It's like six weeks. It would end the first week in August, and people would be dead. <laughs> <laughs> That's brutal, man. That's that heat. Well, I mean, listen, I don't know how political your podcast got about whole Qataris hosting the World Cup, but it was like the most rigged World Cup election of all time. Like the people, all the people that voted, like after they got their vote through and it passed, they all like resigned because like billions of dollars changed hands. Because listen, they got this set up without having a single venue that was qualified enough to host one World Cup match. You have to have a minimum of like eight or 12. So, but. And It'll this, be an American four years, boys, and, and this you're is going to see what's up. And this has been Grayson knows sports. <laughs> Grayson knows sports ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, um, good work, buddy. <laughs> um, yeah, it's been a, it's been interesting. It was interesting. I'm very informed about in, soccer but... political Twitter. <laughs> well, I mean, I just I, I caught the. I must my mind must have been elsewhere, but I, I caught. I mean, it's an interesting thing to talk about. It is. Right. I mean, it's it's corrupt it's, as shit. It's, no, every every is everything in this world not corrupt, Roger? I mean. I don't know. That sounds like the plot line of Interceptor. Oh, boy, does it ever. Anyway, Chris, what's going on in your life this week, man? What's going on? Not a whole lot. I had some family down for um for my one of my kids' sister's birthday parties. That was a lot of fun. Kids are ended softball, and now now we began the whole swimming uh, swim team stuff, so just more sports things to do with the kids and all that. I'm excited. My, uh, my oldest Isn't really loves swimming. Isn't most of stuff early in the morning, though? No, it's no. all afternoon. Well, cause there... me, me, and me and Lacey can't do anything early morning. We both have to work. Most oh, okay. So we have to go afternoons, kind of stuff. I know so. there was a, a swim thing for like younger kids and like all their stuff because like they wanted to be able to use the pool on most days. Yeah. Like they had to be there at like eight in the morning oh. for like swim practice. Wait, I mean it makes sense. Yeah. Because I mean they're getting how much are they getting from like swim practice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I mean. It, you know they work with the kids and stuff like that. They they make sure they can do all the swims, and then they'll, they'll do some. They'll do like a few meets and all that before the year's over. So it's, it's kind of cool. My my oldest loves it. My youngest loves water too, so it's fine. But yeah, that's that's what's going on. Life of Chris. There you go. I got to visit Chris at work. Yeah, I stopped, stopped in to say hey for Chris. Roger, you were not there, but Chris was there. Yeah, I was. I had to deal with that. So you're lucky, Roger. Whoa, whoa, I whoa, was whoa! A total of a minute and a half. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nice. What do you mean, Roger? Yes. What does that, what does that mean? Never mind. It, it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I got a delicious uh, Starbucks drink right next door. Uh, Milka cookie crumble. It was delicious. Where you used to work, drink. right? Your, your old stomping grounds. I, 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 dude, I worked there for like seven weeks. And I, I know. <laughs> and then I transferred to North Carolina when I went to work on this country, the Sean William Scott show, which is actually yeah. out now. It's... um. I don't know how to go well because I haven't heard anything about it, so I can't. I haven't even heard it existed. It's not this country. It's oh, welcome to Flatch. That's what it's called. Uh, I don't know how good it's, but that I know it's supposed to be set in Ohio. It is, yeah. Shot in North Carolina, breaking <laughs> the fourth wall. <laughs> um, yeah, so I just you know I had a good a good I had a good relaxing weekend. Didn't do a whole lot. Um, I slept most of Sunday. I slept, which felt so good. I can't even tell you how, how great that felt. Just to wake up and go right back to sleep. Like, I haven't done that in so long. Man, it felt great. Hmm. Uh, I have a lot on my mind lately, though, so I've just been kind of uh, just, you know, just 
slow boat in the world. So anyway, what else you guys got going on? Anything else? Or shall we start the show? I think we're good. I got nothing else. Nothing pressing. Nothing big. Nope. Let's All roll. right then, guys. Let's start the show, shall we? Everything's Okay. This is episode 282 of Four the Love of Cinema, a podcast about movies, film, and cinema with posts each and every Tuesday and Friday at 5 a.m. on Podbean, which then distributes to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and Amazon Music. Each and every week we start with the box office, current upcoming releases, what streaming trailers and movies of the week, as tradition dictates. Let us check out the box office, which a little bit of a shakeup this week. Um, ta- Jurassic World Dominion. 145.1 domestic. <laughs> That's a number. massive, massive opening weekend. We're back, baby. It's dinosaur time. Or 392. That's just shy of 400 million. How wow. much did Roger? I don't remember, and you, you probably do. How much did the second Avengers movie, or the no, sorry, the, the the second of the two final Avengers movies? Was that like a 900 million dollar opening weekend or something like that? Jeez. I mean, I mean, it made 300 domestic. <laughs> okay, okay, so, but that, look, that is one of the best numbers domestic I've seen in a very long time for a movie is 145. What was, what was Top Gun? Top Gun wasn't nearly that much. It might, it might have been like 75 or 80. But for not, domestic, it you mean, yeah. Yeah, for domestic, but it wasn't 145. That's a hell of a thing. All right, speaking of Top Gun, number two at 51.9. 1.2 billion for Endgame. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> opening weekend worldwide. Opening weekend worldwide. Jesus. Yes. Nothing, nothing's ever going to beat that. Nothing will ever beat that. Three forty-seven domestic. <laughs> all right. All right. Top Gun Maverick. Of course. Where you at, Avatar? Where you at? Oh, it's coming. Don't worry. It's coming. Oh, God. Uh, no, it's Fifty-one point nine. Top Gun Maverick for the domestic. Uh, that's so that brings us worldwide up to seven hundred and forty-eight. Very happy with that number. Extremely hold on, hold on. happy with that number. Fifty-nine million from them. That could that. That's impressive considering how much that Jurassic, uh, Jurassic World made, because well, that could have pulled is. more. But also considering this, that's a, this is the third weekend for top. The weekend we just went through, yeah. is the third weekend. Ahem. So, a hundred and fifty-six million opening weekend for Top Gun. Oh, nice. Okay, thank you for that. That was Ahem. that was two weeks ago. <laughs> well, fine, but I mean, it's, so it's only dropped off by a third or two thirds. Sorry, two thirds, which is. Impressive, yeah, yeah, very, very yeah. much. It's pretty good. Well, I'm uh, sorry, that may be a slightly inflated because that includes Memorial Day. I mean, still the still the weekend though. Not uh, bad. I actually just posted. We we posted an episode on Friday. I talked to. Uh, yeah, it was awesome. I listened to it. It's great. <laughs> yeah, it's good one stuff, of my guys. One of my friends, uh, his name is Mike Day. He is now a producer in Jersey working on some stuff. But one of his last movies in production accounting, who actually got me into production accounting, was on. Top Gun Maverick, and in the episode, he talks about some of the budget constraints, some of the, some of the lo- locations, and some of the sets. It's actually kind of interesting. It's a uh, it was my first uh, kind of it's I, we're calling it like conversations with crew, but I have more lined up. Conversations. So. There you go. There you go, bad. Ross. See, Fuck that's, yeah, brother. That's bad. <laughs> <laughs> but that's available to listen to. It's only it's thirty eight minutes, thirty to thirty eight to forty minutes. Um, but yeah, check that one out if you're interested in hearing more about Top Gun Maverick. Number three. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness still pulling in 5.2 million domestic, bringing its worldwide to 930. Not gonna make it. it won't so make it. I want to talk about Doctor Strange for one second. That it didn't even make as much as as Avengers and or what was it Endgame and opening, opening weekend. weekend? Yeah. Jesus. Um, so if you have seen a recent Disney Plus commercial that started airing this past weekend. 
it has the promo shots from Multiverse of Madness, and it says coming in June. Oh, okay. What does that mean? So, that means it'll be on Disney Plus by the end of the month. Oh, oh yeah. right. Okay, okay. So, but that's that's simple. There's also. Oh, did you guys also see how there's a there's an extended cut for uh, No Way Home? No, there's really. The, yeah, for yeah. I mean, remember you said that would never happen. I I knew it would. It was only a matter of time. But well, I mean, cut. we knew there was a three and a half hour cut out there somewhere. Yeah, which yeah. is I mean, good. I'll watch that again. That's definitely weird to me, though. Like, why would you start there and not just start with? What was the first one after the first movie back after the blip after um, Endgame? But that's, that, it was a Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so it's just why would you start with no? I guess No Way Home is because you have so many so much. That going was far on. from home, right? Where they're in England. Yeah, yeah I think Mysterio so. and Gyllenhaal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, I mean, this one makes sense. You have so many. You have three different Spider-Men. You have all. I mean, there's definitely so, so many, many places, Spider folks. There's definitely so many places they could add minutes to. I'm, I'm assuming it's going to be more of Toby and more of Andrew Garfield, but that's just my opinion. I have no idea actually what's going to happen there. Number four, the bad guys, 2.5 million, bringing its worldwide total to a very, a very good 229 million. I, I'm very happy about that. That movie's still I, making a little bit of money. I just really want to ask, just because I don't know, who are these people that go still see this movie when you could just watch it at home on TV? But these are a lot of like your like your mall theater locations where like the family's at the mall anyway. Wait, wait, wait. What what what's it streaming on? Uh, Bad guys has been streaming on Peacock for like three weeks. Yeah. Oh man. Well, like I'm not even kidding. Yeah. Listen, I think Bad Listen, I'm not trying to knock the movie. I think Bad Guys is an excellent movie. It was very very well done. Mm. But it I I don't want to be the guy that says you can't watch stuff at home. But like that's a movie if you watch it at home, it's probably okay. Right. <laughs> yeah, but it's right. probably, probably some family uh, like walking through a mall to a theater. And they go, you guys want to go see a movie? Yeah, and then they walk in. You know what I was movie. thinking? Dollar theaters. Yeah, yep, that too. Because that's still a thing yeah. in a lot of places. Oh yeah. Number five, the Bob's Burgers movies, two point five million, bringing its worldwide total after several weeks to twenty eight point nine million. <laughs> not great, Bob. Not great at all. Wow, mm. you got to use Bob. Yeah, look at that. Unironically. <laughs> yeah. So there's your list. Jurassic World Dominion, Top Gun Maverick, Doctor Strange, and the Multiverse of Madness, the bad guys, and the bombs, dinosaurs, jets, and magic wizards. Yes, Rogers, Hollywood is back, baby. Hollywood, Hollywood is, back, is back, baby. All right, let's take a look at current and upcoming releases. Nothing too crazy has changed. This week, of course, brought us Jurassic World Dominion. And, I mean, Hustle came out in the middle of last week, so they're counted this week. Um, June 17th is the next big one. It's Pixar's Lightyear. Then June 24th is The Black Phone, Elvis, The Man from Toronto. That's not all one. That's three, that's, that's three movies. <laughs> the Black Phone, Elvis. <laughs> the Black Phone, the Black, Black Phone, Elvis from Toronto. Yeah. Um, the Black Phone, Elvis, and The Man from Toronto, which is a Netflix movie, by the way. Then July starts off with, oh, Minions, Rise of Gru, also on that list, Mr. Malcolm's List, which I've seen a trailer for. Um, I've seen a trailer What's for that it. On? It, it's a theatrical release, so we'll see what happens with that. I've never heard of that. <laughs> no, I've I've seen it was it was a trailer. It was on a movie we just watched um, recently. I can't remember. It was on Top Gun. I just watched it in a huge theater. It had to be Top Gun. But all right, so July eight is Thor: Love and Thunder. Oh hey, I don't want to cut you off for one sec, but I want to ask a question. Sure. Um, 
So, Chris, I know you don't always go to the AMC theater locally. Yeah. Uh, a lot of times you go to the marquee. But I'm sure in your passing, I know Grace, I know you have because me and you have talked about it. The Nicole Kidman commercial that yeah. plays before the AMC things where she's to the theater. I saw that on TV yesterday. Really? I was just like, what's going on I'm here? To pull people back to the theaters, baby. I, I have, I have never seen people. an AMC theater commercial on television. Hmm. I mean, ever. Well, that might be something. I mean,. <laughs> I, okay. Obviously, they're going to go back somehow, right? Well, no, I mean they're doing it the wrong way, though. That's the problem. Their their ticket prices. I just looked at some ticket prices. It's almost up to thirty dollars in big cities. Like, are you I kidding me? I paid seven. I paid. I would have paid seven forty nine to watch Top Gun Maverick in a big D theater. Hmm. And you know what? I paid for it nineteen ninety nine a month, baby. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. What, AMC has just got some screws loose, but so that's the thing. I mean, I don't. They must really be. They must be hurting. They must not be doing as well as they wanted to at this point. That's why they're doing that. I mean, they did get a lot of. They did get a nice cash influx by selling off some of their pumped up stock. Yeah, they did. So I mean, listen, that money's got to go somewhere. All right, July yeah. fifteen, Mrs. Harris goes to Paris. Pause of Fury, The Legend of Hank, and where the crawdads sing. God, things just move around like it's nothing these days. Jeez, Louise. Uh, July twenty second is the Gray Man, and nope. Nope. And July 29th is DC League of Super Pets and Vengeance. August starts off with Bodies, 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 Bullet Train, and Easter Sunday. As we're talking week, not one movie. Uh, and then we have August 12th, The Barbarian. August 19th, Beast. <laughs> this are such generic names for movies. Barbarian, followed by the next week of Beast. Followed by The Bride, Fear, what? and Samaritan. <laughs> I just like, are we not, I see everything theatrically. I've not seen trailers for these. Where the hell are these trailers? I, I mean, we're talking everything. about stuff well, like so, six or eight weeks away. Oh, check, are, okay, okay, okay. So yeah. September 2nd, September 2nd, Spider-Man No Way Home, the more fun stuff version. That's theatrical. Cool. So that must be the extended cut. That, they, that, are, that's are, they, are, are they going to count that towards the original release? Of, co- of course they will. So, I mean, I'm, I'm sure they're doing it to nullify Avatar. I mean, um, you know how much Morbius brought back when they brought it back? <laughs> oh, God. Failed twice. $750 a theater. That's it. Um, <laughs> so September 8th is Pinocchio, the Disney which he just wants human flesh. Did you, yeah, did you guys see that trailer? <laughs> <laughs> His thirst for human flesh. <laughs> Uh, 16th of September, Are You There, Goddess? Me, Margaret, Distant, and The Woman King. I don't know. Like, it's, I'll, I'll be honest. Feel, it's yeah, getting I mean, pretty dark on the backside of this, this <laughs> list for movies. Man, the end of the year is going to be rough. Uh, and September 23rd well, is a big Things Friday are right in the world. August and September movie releases suck. Everything is back to normal in the movie yeah. world. Right. You're, you're right. I mean, September 23rd, Avatar re-release. That's the big one for me. I'm definitely going to... Well, if there's no additional footage, he's really gonna. That's really gonna suffer. That that's gonna be another Morbius re-release. If there's nothing additional to it, years ago, it's you gonna do cons- better. You just put Avatar in the same <laughs> realm, Morbius. Though. It's gonna do like, better than Morbius. <laughs> well, I mean, fine, but uh, look, I want it to. I am. I I don't think I don't. Th- the some of the Marvel movies might make more than Avatar, but none of them. None of the filmmakers that are making them are anywhere close to James Cameron's level. I don't Listen, care who. I don't care which one you bring up. They're just not. I mean, the, you don't think Sam Raimi's close? I don't. 
Everyone's allowed to be wrong. This is your time. But what I was going to say is, I'm willing to bet that the re-release of Avatar makes more money than Morbius both releases combined. Well, yeah, yeah, in, in one day, yeah, probably. But <laughs> you know what I mean. Look, like, I just on. I was just talking to someone over the weekend about. I mean, it, it'd be really foolish for us to count out Avatar until we see the sequel because of James Cameron's track records with sequels. So I mean, look, it could be great. It could not be. We've had this discussion already because yeah. the, the, there's other great, you know, once great directors that come back and they're just not the same so, all right well, um, I, ho- I hope it's good i have to watch it I mean, september can we, talk, Sept- can we talk about that you just shit on sam raimi like that yeah, right. <laughs> hold on hold hold on saying saying a director isn't as good as james cameron that's james cameron's one of the highest bars you can set right now sam raimi has got a hell of a you lineup s- hold on hold on you say right now like he's just pumping out badass no 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 no, no, no. I, i'm just saying like i don't i don't want people to be like well what about john ford well john ford's no longer alive I don't want to bring in all these directors. Sam from... Raimi is very much alive. No, I, I get, that's why I said James. I just to me, James Cameron's filmography is untouchable by Sam Raimi. But that's just my opinion. I, you know, I'm not. You no, know, just I, I just mean, want to be very clear. You're talking to the guy that gave us the original Spider-Man trilogy. I'm, I'm, I'm aware, but I'm also talking and about the guy who the gave us Terminator. Evil dead, bro. I'm talking about the guy who also gave us Terminator and Terminator Two, Aliens, The Abyss, all, a whole bunch of good Titanic, a whole bunch of good stuff. <laughs> All right, September 30th, Bros, a movie I started to work on before the pandemic, which I'll still get credit for. And then October 7th, it's exciting for me, Lyle Lyle Crocodile, which is a Sony movie shooting in the same, well, the, the office was in the other side of the building I was in working on Harold and the Purple Crayons. So that's exciting. And then Halloween Ends, which... There it is. Well, I want to bring this up to you guys because... My so the first, the first assistant on my show and the additional first assistant, they just watched it last weekend, and they're like, they they their analysis was close to mine. That movie, what are they doing? That it's just it's a movie made by kids about a boogeyman. It makes no sense. None of the I'm like yes, thank you. I didn't I didn't I didn't prerequisite them. I didn't like preempt them or anything. That's that was their analysis. So I'm very happy that I, wait, wait, Chris, why did you say there it is? Because I mean, we, we knew we were waiting for it. We knew it was going to come out, you know, sometime that sooner than I thought we'd, we'd see it. Honestly, there is a Halloween kills extended edition just hit shelves, um, which I don't, I, mean, I don't, I, I don't, I just, I cannot. Cool. In October 21, a trailer we're going to talk about today is Black Adam, which I have a lot of questions to you guys. I have no idea who Black Adam is, so I'm sure you guys can answer some of my questions. All right, that's far enough ahead. Let's yeah, move good on. Luck with that. Yeah. Good, wait, good, good luck with what? Black Adam's, like, weird. Yep. Well, I, I, I just... I just don't know anything about it. That's, that's we'll what fight I'm... Shazam. Yeah. Fiend. Yeah, I mean, that's what we have to look forward <laughs> to. Know, brother. All right, 23. Okay, so let's talk about some. Let's talk about what's streaming this week. We're taking a look at Disney Plus, and just in time for. I think but, you should um, refer to it as DP from now on. For Disney Plus, we're going to talk about three things. Just in time. <laughs> just just in time for Pixar's Lightyear. I couldn't think of the name. Pixar's Lightyear is Disney Pixar's Beyond Infinity. It is a documentary about how about the life of Buzz Lightyear so far, where they've come, some of the early some of the, the early concepts of Buzz I and Toy Story. I can't stop laughing. 
<laughs> can you just why stop laughing? Yes. <laughs> Great, wonderful. All right. Listen, I'm so clever. <laughs> oh, jeez. People see what I'm dealing with. My gosh. Oh, right. I think I think that would be an interesting documentary to watch. I think um, it's directed by Tony Kaplan. Um, I mean, we're all everyone in in at least on this show, and I'm sure most people are fans of Toy Story. And would like to see, you know, how the the concepts of how the characters came to be. I just I find that very interesting because I'm sure they have so many characters that just didn't make the cut. And I wonder how Buzz Lightyear did make the cut. In all seriousness, I don't think I've ever met somebody that doesn't like Toy Story. No, didn't Chris say I he mean, wasn't fond of it? I didn't like Toy Story four okay, compared okay, okay, to okay, Toy Story okay. the other Toy Story movies. Copy, copy. Okay, so I, I, that's I a remember different, that's a different take though. Like, no, no, I yeah, you're it. right. I think I think me and my wife are both in that boat. I think we saw four, and it's like every time our kids wants to put one, on, we're like, "Oh, not four. Wait, but so wasn't Roger Craig? If I'm wrong, Toy Story was the one that put Pixar on the map by itself, or Disney Pretty, Pixar. Well, uh, that was their first, their first big one. Yeah, and then what was it? Bugs Life right after that. Mm-hmm. Bugs Life's good. It's it, it's underrated. Yeah. It doesn't get any love though. Like it's just it the forgotten bastard. Well, because child. it's yeah. a, because it's the same. I mean, it's the same time as Toy Story. You're not gonna you're not gonna. Great Toy Story is the better movie of the two. Great voice acting cast. Though. What was the other two. one at that time? Was it Ant's Life or something? Ants. Ants. Yeah, made by the other Ants. company. Okay, yeah. okay. That one was not that great. No. So you can check out Pixar's uh, Disney Pixar's Beyond Infinity. Check that one out. And also available on Disney+. Plus. Toy Story 1 through 4, which uh, John Lasseter did Toy Story 1, 2, 95, and 99. And then Lee Unkrich took over in 2010, followed by Josh Cooley in 2019. You know the cast. Toy Story 1 through 4 is about as legendary a kid's franchise as you get. It's, you know, they're all very warmly remembered, very fondly. At least the first three, first two, and then the third and fourth one are usually lumped together. And I don't think they're the same caliber as the first two, but they're damn close. Uh, I, I don't think Roger, you would dispute me on that one, would you? No, I mean they're they're pretty good. So I mean, it, you you'd be hard pressed to find four movies that's even if you don't prefer one over the other, four movies that are as good as a continuous story. Than that. How, how to Train Your Dragon makes a fourth one. They'll be the only ones that contend with it, probably. Hell yes! God, I hope they. <laughs> I really hope me. they do, man. I, I can't know. wait. I can't. Don't I get know. me. You get me excited, Chris. Don't get me excited like that. <sighs> All right, and number three, Ron's Gone Wrong by director Sarah Smith and John Philip Vine. Zach Galifianakis, Jack Dylan Grazer, Ed Helms, Justice Smith, Rob Delaney, Kylie Cantrell. I remember fairly liking that one. I thought it was very clever, you know, a take on Apple and Facebook and whatever else, the, the popular of the day. Yeah, I thought, I thought it was very Ron's clever. Gone. It was a good movie. It, was, it was, was better than it needed to be. Yeah. I think so, but it's very underrated. It didn't do a whole lot, which is it's very underrated. And it's a shame it didn't do more. Chris, is is that one that you were able to check out as well? Uh, I didn't. I didn't end up watching that one. But I was going to say, I because we're talking about Disney Plus, right? So, well, Pixar specifically, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I didn't really watch Ron's Gone Wrong. I, I never got to see that one. No, that was that was. I remember really liking that. It gets really serious. Yeah. It gets, you know, maybe. Wait, so your your kids didn't watch it either? Nope. No, uh, they they never picked that one up. Well, it's available. They should. I mean, they're 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 not going to get the whole Apple reference, I'm sure. But it's available no. on DP right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, DP on a podcast like this means a couple of the things, Roger. That's my point. Um, like what? Like director of photography, the guy who shoots everything in a film. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's why gotcha. I avoided that acronym. All right. Let's talk. You don't about... want it to be a mix-up. I get it. <laughs> oh my gosh. 
Jeez. Let's talk about some trailers, gentlemen. Let's talk about them. What do we think of? What do we think of Prey? I got to be honest. Why are we still doing this? <laughs> well, I said to Chris when we were watching because we watched it together before here. I was like, how many how many times have predators come to the earth and just gotten their asses whipped? What's up, predators? Yeah, Get some. We are we are the big game. That's right. The yep. open challenge. Yep. Well, let's talk about the timeline for a second. So, Arnold, of course, does battle with the predator the first time in the first movie, but that's not in the timeline. It's not the first time we meet. Because if you remember in the AVP stories, we get that the Predator were around in the... They've ast- been coming here every so many years or yeah. whatever, right? Yeah, to this backwater planet of Earth that they, you know, manipulated. Um, and the Earth is pretty much a training ground for Predators and hunting aliens. Which It's, hard to, it's hard to tell. What, is, like, is all this canon, like, to whatever lore exists for Predators and Alien, or is this just kind of like... What, I what the hell? I bet you the Predator lore actually could be interesting. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't know. It would be interesting. It's, it's hard to tell what all movies they would like consider that because there's some stankers in that bunch. No, yeah. there, of course there are, but there's also a very long running like um, I, um, graphic novel series. Oh, they have a, they oh, have yeah. a pretty successful comic book run. Yeah. yeah so, okay, probably more of a comic book. But yeah, I I read a few of them when I was in high school because I was kind of obsessed with the Alien films and the first two Predator movies, but. Yeah, I, I remember liking them, and then the, the lore got somewhat deep. Like some of the predators would be friends, would befriend some of the colonial marines, and they would they would hunt aliens together. And like, I mean, it's I mean, it was just kind of cool to get into. It was so just you're telling very me extended lore. Is a story of friendship. Nice. <laughs> yes. Nice. Um, so this is, of course, this is a Hulu original too. Did you notice that? Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, Hulu just means it was made by Fox, who owns owns Predator, owned Predator. Yeah. Before they got bought by Disney, and right, I was going to ask about you about that. I was going to ask you yeah. why is it coming on Hulu when Disney owns Fox? But well, because so the thing, little little thing about Hulu is when Disney makes things, they go on Disney Plus. When Hulu makes things, or it's a little bit more adult content, or when Fox makes things, is or it's a little bit more adult content. This Disney Hulu. makes it goes to Hulu. Yeah, that way they can keep those two things separate. All right, that's 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 fair. That's what I wondered. Yeah, it actually helps them uh, maintain like Hulu. You'll definitely get rated R. So, I mean, think about the stuff, the original stuff we've gotten from Hulu, like Palm Springs. Yeah, like you couldn't dump that on Disney Plus. <laughs> Hilariously, <laughs> for kids, bring the family. It was Palm Springs, best movie ever, by the way. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's it's damn good. Um, yeah, no, that's okay. I, I I get that. I just think it's weird going on, like Hulu just seems like a weird. Like, why is the fifth Predator movie on Hulu? And I, I, I get why, but it just seems like an odd. I mean, you're asking the wrong questions. Why is there a fifth Predator movie? Well, exactly. I mean. Why is there seven Terminator movies? Whoa. Because they All don't right. know when to say no. Yeah, they, they there don't. But what, the, what makes me angry about this movie is I watch this movie and this is like, this is, this is like putting a bunch of Navy, like hundred Navy SEALs up against a thousand revolutionary war soldiers. It's just, wh- why are we talking? Like, how do they, I don't understand how these native Americans are going to even come. Like the, the predators technology is, I just don't get it. I just don't get like, why you would do that. But like, humans, only, humans only came so far when the predator meets them. And like, they're very, I mean, I just don't get it. I just, they'll find some cool hook or something to make you want to watch it to the end. It'll be fine. It'll, well, it'll be, it'll be a B predator movie it'll be great but or so was that be. people really enjoyed that one with adrian brody predators okay that's that an one? okay that's an okay yeah. movie yeah i remember people really kind of 
kind of being like, okay, this wasn't awful. All right. I just hope it's good. I just want look. If we gotta watch it, and it's dealing with lore that I kind of had to invent. I just hope it doesn't suck. I just. I, I hope mean, they were before I came it. a little bit more mature in my movie watching, I used to think Alien versus Predator was fucking awesome. Well, yeah. Because it kind of was, and then it's like this movie's also really bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those movies are atro- like atrociously terrible. The first one's pretty awful, and then there's the second more, one's even worse though. Hilariously, there's Red- more. Requiem's even worse though, but those movies made a ton of money. I'll have you know. That's why they made it. People, yeah. people like Alien or and Predator. And Predator, they have both a huge fan bases. Yeah, it's. Just, I mean, it's funny how they're both of the franchises before they were consult before they like were in a, a a movie together. We're both rated R, but the movie together is rated PG thirteen. <laughs> is it? Yeah, AVP is thirteen. So is Requiem. I'm pretty sure. Maybe I don't. Requiem might might be R, but PG thirteen definitely for AVP. That one I remember very 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 fondly. Um, yeah, so I just I don't know what to think of Prey except I'll see what it like. It doesn't benefit I mean, you it's to free watch. Hulu, so. it, it, it it doesn't yeah. benefit you to watch the first however many Predator movies before it. So. I don't know. I'm you don't think I need to one. get caught up in the Predator canon before we <laughs> I, dive into I th- Prey? I think you're probably okay not doing that. But uh, one thing about Prey, though, it is it will be available to watch in Comanche, which yep. is the uh, Native American dialect of the tribe that these folks are from. So well, that's actually kind of cool, though. That's kind of interesting. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it is. All right, let's talk about another one. Let's talk about Black Adam with the rock. Right. I have some questions. Okay. How this... long before we can call it Bladum? <laughs> October 21st. Um, is this basically DC's answer to Superman? No. No. Well, DC is Superman is DC. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, is this another, sorry, another version of Superman? I, I, I no. should ask. So Black Adam, uh, he, he starts out in like the comic book world as a villain. He does. And he slowly works his way into antihero status. He's kind of this, he's kind of the same as like Venom for what like what marvel has in venom he starts out as the villain to spider-man and he like slowly becomes an anti-hero and actually ends up fighting having like a lot of cool storylines with spider-man and other heroes so that's the same like realm for like progression that black adam has he is he's got a lot of power he wields he, he wields magic and the way that this movie is described it seems like this could go the route of like eternals where they're gonna show you're going to get like a whole run of black Adam's life and like different like phases of um like different eras of time. Cause he lives, he's lived a very long time is what it is. Unless they do some weird time jump in the movie from like, like when he comes back, which wouldn't be accurate to like the original comic book. No, stuff. He's going to be thousands of years old. Yeah. So, so it sounds like we might get like an internals kind of vibe where like we jump from era to era where he's been present. Well, it looks like he's just unkillable. He's just it's just gonna that's be a, the, another so thing with like kryptonite type deal. That's the well, so that's kind of the thing with with like some of your DC superheroes and villains. They're on a much on a much larger scale than like your Marvel stuff is at like a base level. Don't get me wrong, you have world shaping and reality bending people on the Marvel side, but those are like the apex of what Marvel brings in terms of like power scaling where a lot of that's broken pretty quick on the DC side of things. When you have Superman and you have, you know, the people that he, he allies with within the justice league and the villains they face, it's much larger scale. It's almost always a world ending event with like a lot of the stuff that they deal with 
like later on, but once you like you break out of, like the Lex Luthor sphere for like Superman villains. So there's a lot going on there when it comes to like the power scaling compared to the two, so it's hard to do so. So the real short version of this though is he was the first Shazam. Yeah. Oh really? That's what that, yeah. Okay. That's I mean I could get into that. Or just... they play that the same way in the movies, like so when when we meet Shazam and you know his weird wizard buddy does all this stuff and teaches him all this stuff, um Black Adam um was the first to do so. So there's that oh, cool. I mean, that's I just I don't know anything about he just I mean, wasn't always a good guy and he's probably not going to be a super good guy for most of this movie. Yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll lean more towards anti-hero probably at best. Well, that's, yeah, that's I mean, fine. Yeah, that's yeah. always interesting, though, if they do it right. It's just to me like it seems like The Rock is a poor choice. I don't think he's going to want to. I don't think he'll do another one of these. If it's super I think he successful. Will. I, he's super pumped to be this because this I, is his superhero. I think The Rock will be pumped to be. Would look badass on screen as long as I right, let him look just... badass on screen. <laughs> well, no, so he's been attached to this project for a long, long yes, time, yeah. and like he's really pushed it forward when they said, "Hey, we got an idea for something." Because listen, The Rock has been a lot of things. He is yet to be an actual superhero. I guess if you consider Superman's dog in this upcoming animated movie, uh, he hasn't been a superhero yet. And I mean, I mean, let's, I mean, let's, let's let's be honest. How I mean. How far removed from superhero status is he in the Fast franchise? <laughs> well, no, but I mean to actually have your. No, own... no, I, 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 I mean in in Hobbs okay. versus Shaw, or whatever he holds like a chain that's pulling thousands of pounds of weight. I mean, come I mean on it's now. attached to a helicopter, right? <laughs> come on, ridiculous. That's normal. He's got this. Sure, you sure. Do that Grayson? No. <laughs> yeah. Weird. After after lunch, maybe. Um, I just I want it to be. I just. I'm happy that Pierce Brosnan's in it, and and I'll say the same thing yeah. I said. I'll say the same thing about Pierce Brosnan being in Black Adam that I said about Captain Pike in Star Trek. At least there's one adult that I can that I I, I can jive with in in the movie. Um, we'll see how that plays out. I just now it, it looks like he Brosnan's Chris. You would know better than I did. Is playing is definitely a villain in this. I don't know if that's corrupt good guys. Yeah, I think that's more what it. Well, I, I think he's just going to be the facilitator of story, and okay. we'll have to wait and see. I haven't looked into what his, his character actually is. I get vibes of like you know he's kind of like kind of paving the way for Black Adam to kind of like decide of like who, who he's going to be or like what kind of hero or slash villain he's going to be, and kind of guide him along that in like the current era, and we'll see how that goes. I'm really pumped at Pierce. I, I like Pierce's. I heard he's a re- I heard he's a major asshole on set. Like he's just he's almost you can't even work with him. But that's what I've heard anyway from my friends that have worked with him. But excuse me, I'm hiccuping. Um, I, I love his style of who he is on screen though. I just love the the the, the Pierce Brosnan brand on screen. I just I've always dug it. You, you know, back from Goldeneye even before that to all the weird stuff he's been in that uh, that weird. Remember me movie with Pattinson, that Percy Jackson stuff. I've always just I've always dug him, so I'm glad he, he's in it. I'm I'm happy to see what he does. So, what is your what does your gut tell you about Black Adam though? I think it's going to be decent. Okay, Roger. I mean, DC needs some wins. Yeah. Hey, listen, yeah. listen. As soon as you add add the Rock to a franchise, he brings it back to life. He brings so, the money. So he we'll, we'll see what happens here. I hope DC gets back on track soon because I mean, if there's one thing I love about the Marvel universe right now, it is one continuous story, and I do yeah. love massive stories. I can't wait to see some just in your face, 
the rock gear like product placement in this movie though where he like lands out of the sky with like his like his uh his rock shoes on from under armor <laughs> or or, or he's he's definitely gonna be drinking his energy drink i've sure I, I, I would bet my life on that yeah pouring his tequila out yeah <laughs> no he has an energy he has an energy drink he has a yeah he does have an energy drink and he has a an alcohol beverage yeah he has he like his tequila is like very highly rated it is too yeah it's like expensive as shit yeah of course it is yep. of course it is Terram- yeah it's called like Terramana Terramana. or something like that. Yeah. well we're not i mean we're just i mean that's in october so we're not too far away from black adam so that's exciting Let's I mean, talk about it's one of the few movies that's coming out in October that I've seen a trailer for. Yeah. <laughs> so we got that going for us. That's true. And we just saw the trailer now. So let's talk about The Forgiven with um, Ray Fiennes and Jessica Chastain. This looks like it needs to be a series with everything that happens in this trailer. I was thinking the same thing, Chris. Like, it looks like it would benefit from being like a like like a six-episode miniseries. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. It looks like a yep. lot is going on, but it doesn't – I don't think this movie does anything – I'll never watch it. Well, I just don't think it. I think it comes out in maybe a week or two. I'm not. I can't be sure about that. But yeah. um, I, I don't think this movie is going to do anything. <laughs> no. I, just, I, I laugh because, like, look, Ray Fiennes and Jessica Chastain, they're great. Should be and, good. And what Matt Smith is yeah, in it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's got a great cast. There's other people. I just this is going to just sadly go under the radar of does is anyone giving know it exists? Yeah. I hope. I mean, look. I just want every movie to be successful and be, you know, I want every movie to be a ten and be box office successful. But I mean, not, they all can't. But no, that's, that's, they sure that's, can't. <laughs> that's what I want anyway. All right, gentlemen, let's talk about the Interceptor. Oh yes. <laughs> I know you guys are super excited. Listen, I want to premise with they can't all be great. <laughs> <laughs> they cannot. I feel like that's a very appropriate segue here. I feel like you are 100% on the ball with that one. Let's get some. Wait, what are you talking about? Oh, boy, Chris. So, Rotten, <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes. Let's take a second. All right. Rod, the, this, this rarely happens. The, the tomato meter, and I'm disappointed in this, 43%. And the one time since we've been doing the Rotten Tomato score, I'm actually more in How line. How is it with, that high? I, but the audience is 19%. Good. <laughs> Good. Perfect. So well, okay, so okay, I have a lot of questions for you, but let's let, let me let's get some particulars out of the way. And I I I want to I want to ask you like Roger, you're gonna answer them in a stupid way, like a, a funny way, and I, I just resist the urge because these are actual earnest questions that I don't know where film criticism starts and reality begin, like or where the two meet, reality and film criticism. But I but I have some questions to ask. Okay. So El- Elsa Pataki as JJ Collins. Luke Bracey, who I actually liked more than anyone else in the movie. As <laughs> the bad Alex- guy is by far the best character. In this movie. Alexander Kessel, Aaron Glennine as Beaver Baker, who was also awesome, by the way. Um, and the list Did goes you on. respect his awful mustache? Because you should have. I respected Beaver in every single way. Uh, directed by Matthew Riley, uh, also written by Matthew Riley. And here's the thing that pisses me off. I'm just going to – Stuart Beatty also had writing credit on this. He's written some great stuff. Uh, he was co-writer on Collateral. He has this written some pretty good stuff. Things. But here's my question to you, Rod. So be, before you give us the whole spiel about what we're doing with it, I want to ask you questions. So okay. the Interceptor is a reference to it's – a, it's a U.S. early detection method of shooting down any harmful missiles coming towards any U.S. thing at all, any U.S. land whatsoever. There's only two of these bases in this movie – that exist and one of them is taken over by a handful of shooters 
How sure. the now? Let me ask. Now, here's where my question. The movie starts like this. What? What is it? It's Camp Greeley or Fort Greeley? Fort Fort Greeley is taken over by the bad guys, and then they, of course, are coming to the last target, and then that's where the, that's where we catch up with. Now, SBX let me ask. One. Let me ask you something. Netflix is asking us to believe that the U.S. military is a bunch of buffoons who are just idiots. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm asking you this in complete earnest because I, that's what I got from this is our military is a bunch of idiots who can't handle a dozen guys with guns and trying to take out a base. Now, let me ask you, does that a, is that a legitimate question? No. Or am I being stupid here? I don't know if you're being stupid. I just don't think that's a really legitimate so what happens in this movie, the really short version of it is, is both of these bases get overrun from the inside, inside job. So if the right amount of people are on the inside to take this over, you could actually take it over pretty quickly, you know, with the right people having a gun. Well, I understand that, but I just, I refuse to believe that it's that easy to take over base. I mean, it's not easy. He talks about six years of planning and whatnot, but it just seems like there should be more security, you know, these two bases. I mean, if if everybody has security clearance. I mean, listen, you just got to hire six new janitors. That's right. That's true. Okay. Get somebody in the room. Yeah. Okay, Roger, tell us what Interceptor's about. So Interceptor is, well, I mean, short version of what you just said is there are two military bases to shoot down, uh, Ballistic missiles coming from the uh, from Russia, Russia or Russia China or wherever the the other side of the world across the Pacific Ocean, and one of our bases goes down, and at the same time that one goes down, this one gets pushed um, to almost go down, and this is the stand of JJ Collins. JJ Collins, while she deals with the troubled past. <laughs> thank, thank you, Chris. I was hoping you were going to add that. Anyway. So here, okay. So what we, what we, so Alice Pataki is, she's, she's, she's been in some notable stuff. She's, um, she's been the, been the fast franchise. She, of course, is Hemsworth's wife, which I wonder how much, how much, because Hemsworth is in, and I didn't notice it until the second time we cut back to him, but how much control do you think? Now he's an executive producer on this Hemsworth. Sure. How much control do you think he had over this? Enough to get it put into Netflix, and then enough to get himself in the movie to support it. All right. Now I think uh, him and his wife are a package deal. Well, yeah, that's. Fine. I'd imagine. Yeah. I'd imagine so. Now, do you think before we go any further, do you do you think there was a version of this that was meant for Chris, but then it was engineered Not or massaged? Chris. I mean, it was massaged to be his a female role of Elsa. <sighs> No. You, think, you think this was no. always? Do you think this was always written the way it's the way we see it on screen? With the way with the way this is written and all the things that they reference, all the one liner, everything in this movie, dialogue wise, screams that this was written, you know, for a female lead, one hundred percent. All right, that's that, that, that's fair. I just didn't know yeah. in my like how easy to change creatively it would be for a scriptwriter to just if he had to do an if he or she had to do an overhaul, how easy it would be. There's how a you lot received here. It. That's there is her specifically, yeah. so I, I don't think that, that that was the case. I think it was meant for her from the beginning. Did this also strike you guys as like a as like an eighties action movie or or, or like an early nineties action? It has movie? a lot of that bad action movie vibe to it. 
But like not in the cool fun reference yeah, to a baddie. <laughs> I mean, listen, at some point I watched a man get decapitated with razor wire and I was just like, cool. If you hate America, <laughs> but like decapitations, you're going to love this movie. Yes. Yeah. I, if you're I okay mean, with open misogynistic <laughs> actions and, and you're really indifferent on how America is being run. If right. you're ready to hate a man with a mustache, watch this film. But a, a very, I mean, Beaver's a cool character, <laughs> just because like he just. So let's let's let's, let's talk about a hero. Wait, 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 we gotta Stop. unpack that for a minute. You think that guy's a cool character? <laughs> what? Oh, Beaver. I mean, I I was entertained. That dude by is him. a jizz bag. <laughs> no, but like, I was entertained by him though, because I mean, this movie by itself really, if you take away some of the elements that make it kind of fun, this movie's a real stinker. Yeah, no, it, it's not good, but. Like, listen, you want to like a bad guy. You like the actual bad guy yeah, for being, bad guy the, for being the charismatic as hell yeah. and clever. And, yep. like, I mean, you kind of look at, listen, I don't really agree with his methodology. But, listen, he has some sound points. Yeah, but he's pretty solid. Yeah. So let me, Besides let me, the whole, we should kill, like, 300 million about, people. So let me just talk about Stuart B. then as, as a writer for one second. Um, and when I get to the top, you're, you're, you're going to be surprised what, he, what he's doing next. So Pirates of the Caribbean, and the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie is a legit. Pretty good. Yeah, it's like. Pretty good movie. That's a damn good movie in 2003. Collateral, uh, derailed, was, D- derailed was okay. Um, the the Pirates, Dead Man's Chest, At World's End, not so great. Nah, but, we're going a little sliding the other way here. I mean, 30 Days of Night wasn't great, but there were. I like 30 other. Days of Night, though. That's yeah, a hell I of a graphic novel, by the way. Yeah. But I also love elements of the movie, which is I attribute to the, to the writer, uh, GI Joe: Rise of Cobra, which wasn't strong, but also bad. But it was interesting, and like that's the whole. I mean, thing that's a fun, that. stupid action movie. Sure, it is. And you know what he's working on next? He's he's writing Gears of War. Ooh, I know it's interesting because he just did the spec script for Halo, <laughs> which is not being received well, and Obi Wan Kenobi, which is not being received. <laughs> well either so now i'm scared now i'm just scared well in all fairness obi-wan is 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 mixed there's a lot of good and a lot of bad people are talking about from that by the way can i can i can i read you the imdb description of gears of war as a film so far on a planet sarah a former pow is civilization's best hope in their fight against a locust horde a race of creatures who emerge from underneath the planet's surface intent on eliminating humankind Oh, well, I mean, that's straight off the back of the oh, Gears, oh, Gears One, baby. Gears cartridge, yeah. Box, isn't it? Yeah, but it's just they're a Who different wrote way that Marcus Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Coltrane. Cole, it's it's Coltrane, baby. I miss Coltrane so much. Dude, listen, when you could run around and just be like, "Woo!" <laughs> shotgun somebody. Just woo. oh man, love, no, <laughs> love that man. Chris, I have fond memories of playing Gears 3 with Roger and him rage quitting because I just wouldn't stop being a jackass. Because you're an idiot. <laughs> Roger would rage quit. Grayson is a terrible horde mode player. Terrible. No, I, I believe I'm, that. I'm, I'm good when I want to be. And then when I when I start dicking around, I'm like, okay, we're going to start dicking, dicking around. But anyway, back to the okay, back to Interceptor. Let's talk about this for a second. I would so, just keep talking about Gears, honestly. <laughs> so let's, well, let's talk about JJ it's Collins. It's a better story. Let's More talk about believable, G- even. Uh, Let's talk about J.J. Collins. Let's yeah. talk about her. And I want to just – so it doesn't take long for the, for, for the movie to start and like really get into it with she, – she arrives at this, at, this, at this Interceptor base, which has just been informed that Camp um, – what? It's um, – Greedy. Greedy. 
okay, Camp Greedy has, has, has gone down and they need to be on extra alert status because they're the only ones patrolling the skies with radars for missiles. Again, ridiculous. But And then they realized pretty quick it was an inside job. All, and then she just does that thing, that thing in the 90s with movies that, that you know how those somehow the character it would make sense for the character to know and other times it wouldn't how they'd be like they'd see something and they'd just like glance up slowly and know who the killer was in those like 90s horror films i mean she, it only would have been more corny to me if like she would have looked at him one of the bad guys with like raised of like comically large eyebrow <laughs> <laughs> excuse me but or like the solid snake uh exclamation wink, point pops up wink <laughs> mm. She, but it's, and then this fight ensues where a key character is killed, and she somehow manages to be the only one that stands between America dying and these 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 terrorists pushing the button to launch all of what they have in Russia, sixteen hey. nuclear weapons, all hey, aimed at big cities. The script. There's patriots. They're not terrorists. Fine, okay, patriots. I respect the script. You're right. Hmm. So I want to talk about this. I want to talk about this fight inside which one the well the fight that she's having with this big okay. muscle bound dude okay who so the thing she somehow managed to shut the door between the control the control room and and the rest of the bad guys and she's in this narrow corridor fighting this huge muscle bound dude and i understand there's you know you got to have that weird hand to hand combat fight when no one uses guns i get that well they so, tried to use guns the Hercules syndrome where Hercules just keeps punching people without killing them. And they keep getting back up and doing the martial arts, the whole Kevin Sorbo thing. Um, and so many times there's actually a time when our dude has his back to the door where the button is to push the door to push, to raise it up and let everyone else in and doesn't just hit the button. That infuriates me. So this man was killed with a gun to the eye. Yeah. But not not the way you think. Well, but didn't we just watch a movie where that happened? I mean, like literally very short time ago. I don't remember if we did or not. But I think you're right, though. Someone did. Because well, I watched that, and I was just like, that was a cool trick. I just saw that in a yeah. movie, though. What was it? The the, the slide lock or whatever stuck. Yeah, in the his slide eye. pops the slide off and then jams the yep. uh, the barrel into his eye. Yeah. Which ultimately would not be great. No. <laughs> It wouldn't be fond of that if it happened on my end. So, and no. here's here's another question I have. Within minutes of that happening, there's another firefight where JJ is standing off against a, a couple of a couple of of the bad guys, and they're all and she's in a corridor with them, and she's shooting, and she shoots whatever some canisters are that release that like kind of like simulate a flashbang. They so the people she's been shooting at and trying to kill. They go down for a second, and instead of using these three or four seconds to kill people trying to kill her, she grabs the key card and runs away. I just want to point out how dumb this is. He killed a guy like that in memory. Oh, was it memory? That awful It was memory. Yeah, that awful Liam Neeson movie. Oh, God. I love how excited you, how proud of yourself you are. I I knew I'd seen it. I was just like, when I watched the movie, I was just like, when the hell did I just see that? That's why I kind of blanked that movie out of my mind, because it sucked. I've removed it from my memory. Wow. Oh, yeah. I'm here all week, people. What's up? So, okay, that's just – I don't understand quite how the the Netflix is asking you to swallow this as a pill of 
it doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, honestly, she if she just would have shot him, I'd have been like, yeah, okay, like the Indiana Jones thing where the guys, you know, whipping the sword around and blah blah blah. He's pulling Harrison Ford, just pulls out the gun and shoots him. Yep. That's yeah, but yeah. that's the thing. It's like you yeah. would just you would step around the corner while they're on the ground, unable to see, and you would just put a bullet in their heads, all of them, and then you'd be done. Done. Seals, seals will be there in an hour, and then they'll secure the plant, and you're done. Like it doesn't. Why does it take the seal so long to get there? Why oh, is there no? Right? I love. I do love though. For as locked down and secure as this base is, no one like they're so lax on their like. No one has checked the like the weapons in the locker. No one has checked any of this stuff for like months. Yep. Like that should be like every week by the book. There's only twenty people here. This is gonna be on somebody's fucking checklist. <laughs> well, that's the whole thing. It's like, so that's my question: Is Netflix really is are, are they are they pandering to? Are we really in that phase where they're like, nah, don't even, no, 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 don't worry about it. No one's gonna ask that question when it comes well, to. Look, we we talked for a long time about the quality of some Netflix movies, right? A lot of times they're just so like content, content, content. That they're just pushing out stuff like this. So the the issue that I have with this movie is like we have some star power here, right? A little bit at least. And it's attached to Hemsworth. I bet you though the budget for this movie isn't very high. Like I never got the idea like this is some big budget Netflix no. is like well, no, champion because, of this. I mean, because it's not. And because of that, this movie isn't very good at all. Well, I mean, a I budget matters. A budget doesn't necessarily mean. I mean, look, we love the va- the, the vast of night is a nine or a ten, and that's like a well, seven hundred fifty thousand dollar movie. But budget sometimes means that somebody at least gave a shit to give it a budget. Okay, yeah, I get that, but like the budget, like the bad action scenes and the terrible slow mo on a few points, and like what happens here, that isn't what hurts this movie the most. It's it's terrible dialogue. It's horrid acting. And it's just downright bad in a lot well, of spots. I mean, and un- unbelievable. Well, I texted Terribly. you. I texted you guys. To me, million. That's <laughs> the mean, budget here. Yeah. Well, Dude, I mean, think about it. Downton Abbey. That was almost the same budget. Well, okay. Just case in point here. Two thirds of the movie take place on the same set. Yeah. yeah. In the Which control is, room in the hallway. And there's only like five or six people most of the time. Yeah, and that's fine. But again, you have these like these terrible actors. Giving the worst lines, and they're they don't even sound good. They don't but even it's sound not, well. I mean, in in those terrible actors, I would put, I would put JJ, Pataki. Oh yeah, no. So hold not. on, hold on. I think, I don't think she's as bad as she seems. But the person that she's up against is very good. Yes. Well, he's he he outshine. He takes the whole show every time he's well, he's a part of the scene. Commands it. That's Luke Bracy, but he yeah, he he does pretty well when he's. I mean, he's also so goddamn likable. Because well, okay, yeah, so she has one of the that handsome son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. And I, I thought about you, Roger. When there, there's at least two one-liners that I'm like, well, that makes that makes sense. Like when when he when she's like, you're the one that took down Greedy, and he's like, well, it'd be a hell of a coincidence if it wasn't me, wouldn't it? <laughs> he was clever. <laughs> and then he said, and then he he says something. He says, Are you just gonna st- you're just gonna stand around and. Wait, you're you're going to risk your life to save America? And she's like, I think you misunderstand why people join the army. I'm like, that's a good line. I mean, common sense answers here, people. Common um, sense. I do have a question about like military protocol about having a turtle in the most secure room. <laughs> <laughs> like, does her just live there the whole time? 
All right, you want to open? You want to open the conversation about military protocol? How about no, the how, how about the last thing you have defending your nation against foreign attack from missiles? There's no quick reaction force within an hour. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, well, I mean, this movie doesn't. It checks. It checks a lot of. It checks a lot of the wrong boxes. I mean, the turtle brings, brings a lot of like things into focus for me, though, right? <laughs> because listen, that man has his own room. True. He doesn't live in that room. <laughs> the turtle can live in his room. True. <laughs> Again, you're seeing through the holes of this. But here's the <laughs> thing. <laughs> but no, the the real thing is, the turtle never comes into play. Like okay, so as soon as didn't you think somebody was going to get bit by that turtle? <laughs> I couldn't have been the, the movie person. is so is so B movie. Well, that's right. Like Absolutely. she grabs it and like the turtle bites <laughs> somebody's finger or some shit, right? Like that's no. how bad. Like okay, I no, because thought something like that could happen because this movie is so fucking well. It's corny. well, yeah. I mean, if it's going to bite anyone, it's going to be Beaver. <laughs> Let's be honest. Sure, listen. <laughs> Would you be like, yeah, okay? And, 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 and like, wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You know how that would happen? You know how that would happen is he would be aiming a gun, and the turtle would bite his foot, and he would go ah, like, and then you know he would like, create yeah. the opening for our hero. <laughs> now, see, I think you're you're thinking about too high. Like he'd be trying to choke her to death because you know he's a real, he's like, real a tough guy. She would reach behind him, grab, and she would grab the turtle out and stuff it in his face and it bite his nose. <laughs> That's, so that's a sad. better movie than what we got. No, no, no. That's nineties. And then the turtle, you know, he, he gets all pissed, and the turtle scurries off to be recovered later. Well, yeah. because you because you're, you're not going to kill a turtle, Netflix. Come on now. We learned what do you not kill animals? <laughs> I mean, this listen, that man got kill, decapitated. They so. won't kill a turtle, but they'll kill a script. Oh, good one, Chris. Good one. So Bad. me and Chris were talking about Interceptor uh, this morning at our work, and there's a point towards the end of Interceptor. Where our villain, Alexander Kessel, pops out through a hatch on the roof and looks around to see what's going on because the SEAL team's inbound, some of the rockets have already gone off, blah, blah, blah. And the shot ends and he just is sort of gone. And then a final fight ensues with somebody else, somebody gets decapitated, blah, 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 you know, that everything's okay. And Mr. Kessel pops back up out of a That's tunnel. Different. Back under the thing. <laughs> and the things like that that I just don't understand is because, like, you don't have to write him in coming out. Like, he could come from the other roof. Yeah. That would have been okay. And that actually gives him the high ground. You know what I mean? Like a great vantage point. But this movie seems like it's it was, it was, it was Chris Hemsworth like, we can shoot that in three weeks. Yeah, let's, let's, let's do it. 15 million? Let's, let's do it. Done. <laughs> right. So I, I want to read you a positive review on Rotten Tomatoes about oh, this God. movie from a critic. Well, okay, okay, okay. Let me just All say right, one thing. Let me say one thing okay, before good, you do good, that. Good. Last week we praised Top Gun because it's great. This week we're kind of taking a crap on the Interceptor because it's not great. And it's it's kind of insulting to those... You may, like, you may be kind of taking a crap. My pants are off while okay, I'm taking okay, this okay, shit. Just, okay, go ahead, Chris. Read, read what you're going to read. A perfectly, a perfectly ludicrous fun action movie it is not the type to stick with you long term but for the ride it gets the job done and providing some engaging fight scenes snappy dialogue mm. snappy witty oof, dialogue oof. and a hero to cheer on in clearing off all the bad guys great film eight out of ten what movie shit. what movie did he watch that's the grayson scale of movies right no, there. no that's not the that's the that's Exactly the audience Netflix wants. 
Yikes. Here's the thing. So let's, okay. We're going to get into hustle for a little later, but it's going to post later in the week. Hustle was one of the best thing Netflix has done in the past year. Interceptor is one of the worst. Interceptor is pretty bad. I mean, the, the real short version of it is, look, you want to see a cornball action movie that's not very good? There are a thousand other 90s versions to watch. I wouldn't go out of my way to watch this movie. It's well, awful. Not, okay, not, well, trying to, not, not trying to bag on this guy, but okay. he gave Chippendale 10 out of 10. He only gave Top Gun 9 out of 10. Oh my, oh my. Okay, well, Ch- listen, I like Chippendale. Like, I thought that was a pretty clever movie. It was not better than Top Gun. Right. What else this guy got? He gave Memory 7 out of 10. Oh, oh this guy's... I'm oh, done. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me ask... Give me I his info. Ask, I'm going to reach out. Okay. This is exactly what we don't want to do, is encourage hate crimes. Jeez. So, okay, hey, I, was, listen, I was just going to talk to him about how he's a dildo. <laughs> All right, let me just. I'm gonna ask a few more questions about this. Okay. Do, do you think? Do you? Did we get an interceptor too? No, Absolutely. No. Uh, do you think that because <laughs> I'm serious, whatever boxes this checks for Netflix, do you think they're like, well, it's gonna get millions of views. Let's just do it. Like, I mean, because it's Netflix and because there's no marketing cost, because there's no theatrical release, they have to worry about you know dollars and box office because this movie would not do well. But I mean, it hasn't left their top ten since it debuted. I know. Oh, when I when I watched it, it was number one, and it Hustle, was two. It was two yesterday. Well, then Hustle was number one, and this was number two, and Spider Man with Spider Man um, two thousand fourteen was number was number three. Because <laughs> I, I, I watched it with um, Andrew Garfield. I watched the first Spider Man with Andrew Garfield. Spider Man. Um, I don't see. This is what. This is this the very part of some of the questions of the things we talk about is. Do they just not care about the script? They can't. They can't care. I mean, I'm sure someone does in this production, but it doesn't show. And that's the worst part. Like, like sometimes you watch a movie that's pretty bad, or you watch a movie that's kind of bad, and you can see where like someone what, tried. Yeah, well, like, like 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 what they were going for, what they wanted to do, you know, why it kind of got off course. You see all these things in a movie that you know you can see the heart behind it. This movie is terrible. And there's no redeeming quality in this movie that I can find. I'm I try I'm trying so hard to find something positive to talk about besides the main villain. Because, you know, in this whole thing, I can't find anything. They do the thing that like that's almost the worst where they make nothing of this matter. And Grayson, you should hate this part. Like they kill somebody in this movie, quote unquote, and then they bring them back at the end so everything's all so everything's better. So all the emotional investment you may have doesn't mean anything in a in this movie for them to do that it it, it just seems right on goddamn point because why not ruin that too that's part of that 90s schlock that like this movie is is rife with and let let me ask you this one thing okay did okay so did it is there's there's no context here unless you watch the movie so i'm not really spoiling anything did the russian sniper does that make any sense? To you? <laughs> I forgot the corn cob sniper that jumps out with a fucking dragon off hold straight on, hold out on. of like Call of Duty One. <laughs> Quick scoped his ass too. Hold on, hold on. Does, does that make any sense whatsoever? No, you don't really keep a lot of sniper teams on Russian subs to begin oh, but, with. But I, I do love how the the sub the just... sub guy just like winks at her. But like, he... I respect what you do. Oh, but he, 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 he winks at him and like kind of smiles, but you forget that those are the people that were trying to get the missiles past the defense. Yeah. So, so, so we, what? I mean, he's, they've already lost. What's he going to do? Cry about it? This movie is tone deaf. 
Well, fine. I mean, I, I'll, I'll grant you that, Chris. I will. But I mean, I don't. Does Netflix think we're all idiots? That's yes. my question. Well, it's, it doesn't matter. They, they don't think we're all idiots either way. They're just pumping this out to pump it out. Or, I mean, something I texted you guys after I got done as I was finishing it was, or is this is this Netflix's way of just saying, hey, look how 2022 we are, guys. Look well, how 2022 so, we are. The, there's a, like I said, there's a lot of a lot of boxes checked in this movie, and it's done in the worst way possible. This is just, I don't know. I don't want to talk about this movie anymore. This movie sucks. No, no it's, it's just, it really just isn't good. All right, like, well, that's, one more that's the real issue. One more, one more question: How many did yeah. you know who the who the who the electronic store guy was the first time you looked at him, or did it take? Oh, yes, hundred percent. Yeah. Some reason I just didn't get it that it was. Well, I, I can see this movie just sucking the brain life out of you to where like you didn't notice it like the first time around until. It I mean, comes he also back has in. his terrible American accent. Yeah, yeah. That's how he talks when he's an American. <laughs> He does, and you know one one movie that like I think is very underrated, vastly underrated. That like has a similar like everyone online is watching this happen. Is you know what movie Roger and I, I, Chris, you may have seen it, Roger. I'm pretty sure we've talked about this before. Is the um is the ripoff of Hunger Games, The Condemned? Oh yeah. With um, I forget who what Stone Cold is the good guy, and he's dropped yeah, on yeah. the island with. See, I actually think that that movie's got some okay mo like okay notions in it. You know, like, I mean, because that's a guy you cheer for and everyone's watching it online. You really cheer for him. I mean, you know, who Vinny Jones is a great bad guy. He's a wonderful villain. Um, he's just no a death race. <laughs> Fine. Or the death seven, race is awesome. Or the seven sequels that followed. Hey, um, that's not their fault. <laughs> fine, fine. But, you know, Condemned is the best picture winner compared to Interceptor. Well, let me ask you something else, too. So let's pretend like we all live in New York City, right? And let's say this all this begins and it's broadcasted on the emergency broadcast network, which come on, but and there's no way to cut the feed. <laughs> I, work for I the, did think that was hilarious. I work I for the for cable telecom. company. You can shut that you off. You know what I mean? Like, that's not how that works. Right. Yeah. Anyway. Also, probably leave it on though. Just saying. <laughs> so all this happens, it's all on the screen, and we're you know, we're at or near towns of you know, town square or whatever. And are you going to sit there and party in the street with all these people and wonder if you're going to get blown the fuck up in, in, in 15 minutes? No, you know what? You're missing. You're actually missing the point. I, I, I meant to bring this up earlier. Can we talk about how the communications between them and the White House is done on a fucking black and white webcam? Oh, no. I mean, it's, don't even. But I mean, look, dude, that is corny. Well, that's like, just. Get him a Logitech, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, well, the, the, the whole thing with like, I mean, Dude, there my was, Xbox Connect has a better picture than that thing. Well, there, there would be, okay, well, there would be built-in protocols like if JJ's in there and like, no, they're outside the room. I'm in here. They, there would be a protocol like, okay, sync everything that's not the missiles and that room. That, well, that, also, that, that definitely there really be. is only one camera. Well, but that facility would have been built with a hundred different ways to fend off an attacker that was trying to get to the control center. If it even, it's a fictional thing anyway, it doesn't matter. Well, anyway, back to my point, I'm not partying the street with you fuckers. I'm going to go home with my kids. If I'm going to die. You know what I mean? There's no way those people are just hanging out in the street. Actually, that's very, I mean, kids were having, COVID, kids were having COVID parties when we were shut down as a country. Kids were like, I don't care. I'm, didn't you watch? Are you, comparing, are you comparing a nuclear, a multi-nuclear strike to COVID? I mean, I'm, COVID killed more people than a nuclear strike did. 
I mean, that's fair, but I'm just saying. <laughs> like, I don't think, I, I don't think, no one's going to hang out there and just watch the sky. Didn't Didn't you ever watch Independence Day? Yeah. Where the idiots go party on the roof? I know, but they, yeah, they, listen, they, they thought, they that's thought, how they are. They thought they was going to hang out with some aliens. But they got blowed up, did. They got bloated up. They also died. I don't know. This movie sucks. Okay, well, let's move to Rated Them. I'll go first. And I, I mean, in our, this movie, this movie is a one and a half. Ooh. Oh, God. Here's the thing about Interceptor is I don't think I'm being fair because I'm factoring in real life things that the movie didn't, the movie doesn't set up. I'm just factoring in my knowledge of what has to be a better U.S. military than what they give us, but that's not the movie's fault. So I'm being I'm being way too harsh, and I know that this movie just it, it upset me. It just really upset me. So it just insulted my viewing as a like Netflix just shit it out. It's it's almost like a student. If you're a teacher, a student who turns in the paper he knows is D work. He's like yeah. I don't care. I don't what, what, whatever. You're not gonna you're not gonna fail me. I mean, Netflix is like, well, you're not going to cancel it. We, we, we're still going to get your money every month. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, the, this movie upsets me as well, but for different reasons. There's a lot of sh- there's a lot of stuff in this movie that just uh, it does like I said, checking a lot of boxes, and it it doesn't help the movie at all. It, it all hurts it. This movie is poorly acted. Line delivery sucks. Things happen on screen and off screen that just don't make any sense. They undo all the stakes they create. It's un- it's just it's not even suspending disbelief. It's just you're just watching the most uninteresting train wreck you've ever seen. This movie sucks to two. The villain's good. All right, fair. Uh, you know what the best part about this movie is? What? Ninety five minute runtime. It's true. In and out quick, baby. Thank you Netflix. That's right. Thank you. Uh, no, this movie's pretty bad. Uh, it's it's a two for me as well. Um, look, I don't know if there's a better movie here somewhere. Honestly, by the end of it, I didn't care. I was just like, whatever. Like I was just I was openly laughing at my television, going like, <laughs> no way. <laughs> but I mean, like, there's small things like so when they jump out of the uh, when they fall through the hole all the way into the ocean, right? Like you would just be unconscious. Like she's a hundred feet up, oh, yeah. flat on her back. Now, I'm not trying to say this doesn't add to the element of realism in this movie. But come on, man. And she takes a hell of a amount of punishment. And yeah. Listen, she's a pretty in shape chick, right? She probably knocks some people out. Yeah. She straight up takes a gunshot wound to the arm that doesn't come out. So that means it's embedded in the bone. Her arm should be shattered. She just like wraps duct just tape saying. around it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I listened, well, for a minute there, I thought she was going to dig it out with a knife. Yeah. The bullet. So I'm oh, sure I mean, duct tape. I'm sure duct tape was a sponsor. It's look, fine. To be fair, duct tape doesn't sponsor shit. To be fair, we didn't You're talk about it anyway. We, we we didn't we didn't talk about the whole dad daughter thing, which I didn't think was. I mean, that strong. It's nice. Movie still is bad. No, they even script with that too, but making it like you care about her dad, and then he magically reappears later on. Yeah, he, and they they do you know they do the thing, and then he's just he's okay. You know what I mean? It's just it's, it's a cheap trick. It's stupid. Oh, one other thing, one other bad thing I want to point out, and then we can just be done with this. So we watch a man get executed in front of a glass window, and it sprays all over the window. He shot him the other way. Yep, like that annoyed the shit out of me. I was like, 
either the bullet went all the way through his head and hit that glass, or there's nothing. Yeah. So, well, never mind. That's it cut that's to weird, something that bothered me. I remember it cut to a weird, a weird low angle when that when that happened because obviously they didn't have the budget to do that. You know, the huge mess. I mean, they should have killed him. <laughs> it's cheaper. <laughs> My God, man, she's who's dark now? She's Louise. Um, me. That's there's a well, there's a couple of things to be fair we didn't talk about, but I don't think there's much conversation that follows. To be honest, hey, with. Netflix didn't respect my time, so I'm not going to give it the time. All right, this is bad. That's fair. Look, that's that's the fairest thing that you've said all night. So I agree with you. I just this movie made me so upset. Like, why does this exist? I mean, if you're gonna just take that 15 million and put into something else, why give you... it to me? Well, we know Netflix can can produce good movies. Yes, we do. By the one we're going to talk about in our next segment, it's going to post on Friday, Hustle. But tune in for that one. This has been episode 282A of For the Love of Cinema. Each new episode posts every Tuesday morning at 5 a.m. on the podcast service of your choice of the following five. Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music. Please leave a comment or two, rate, subscribe. Every little bit helps. More importantly, thank you very much for listening. Check out the show on Twitter, at Love Cinema Pod. I am a Grayson Maxwell one. I am at Roger Stillian. And I'm Christopher Bond. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook. Always posting things there. For the love of cinema. Check us out on YouTube. Again, we're we're going to be starting up the videos again. And we have we have already have funny plans for, for one. Um, check us out next week. We're talking about Jurassic World Dominion. And we're going to have a recap of the movies lead, leading up to it. It's going to be the, the, the second post for the week is going to be or the second episode is going to be kind of a, just a casual conversation about jurassic park jurassic world about dinosaur eggs dinosaurs and all their eggs it's a dinosaur egg <laughs>